Hello and welcome to The Coaching Corner, a podcast by RefCoach. We are Jack and Ale, and on this podcast, we provide short, educational conversations about refereeing to help officials improve and enjoy the game they love. Today's topic is creating a coaching environment. So to start with, what is a coaching environment? By definition, coaching environments or coaching cultures are supportive environments where working relationships grow and flourish and where all individuals are collectively focused on improving individual and or organizational performance. So Ali, for you, what makes up a coaching environment? What contributes to a coaching environment? Jack, everything you said from that definition to me, it's just so important because being a, a coach means supporting someone to become better and having having the ability to create a safe space where you can have honest conversations aimed at supporting, improving, learning and reflecting. It's it's just key. You can't improve if you don't have sometimes hard conversations, mm-hmm. honest and open conversations, which means both coaches and referees really need to be open uh, and vulnerable. And coaches need to be able to give constructive feedback that is not aimed at just criticizing, but referees also have to have an open mind to receiving that feedback. Because as you and I very well know that being a referee sometimes means being told that we were wrong. Yeah, which can be difficult, right? <laughs> oh, definitely. <laughs> can also be difficult telling someone that they're wrong, especially if there is a relationship beyond the coaching, but even the coaching relationship itself. Uh, I can testify that as a coach, sometimes you feel a bit, you struggle a bit to go and tell someone, look, this was wrong, especially in big decisions. Mm. It's hard to find a way to approach it in a way that it's not going to feel like you're just telling someone, oh, you were wrong. Mm. But yes, a decision was made wrong. But what matters is how do we improve and make sure that ha- doesn't happen again, uh, which is really hard. And there are, because obviously we're always dealing with different personalities. This is not just solely on the couch, but if the other person it's being closed up and defensive from the beginning, as a coach, it's a bit harder because you feel and you know and you sort of expect that the other person it's not going to take that feedback well mm. which makes it really hard because if you are your heart is in a good place all you want to do is just give feedback and help improving yeah well that's where the skill of actual coaching not the skill of referee coaching the skill of coaching really comes into play and i think there's probably something that isn't given enough focus in referee coaching it's all about feedback constructive feedback yeah which is brilliant but Coaching is a skill that can be learned and applied to any field. You know, you can take that skill and apply it to, to refereeing like we do, or you can apply it to playing, or you can apply it to business. Coaching is such a core skill. And when a referee is perhaps closed-minded to feedback, that's when it really takes an incredibly skilled coach to be able to unlock that person uh, through questioning or points of view or perspective. That is where it comes down to the skill of the coach to, to draw that out of a referee if the referee isn't in that open mindset. I think something we probably haven't touched on, uh, you could do a whole podcast episode just about this, but 
crucial to a coaching environment is trust. You have to be able to trust that you can say something to the coach and they will take it the right way. They, they will have the mindset that, okay, this or the assessor, you might say something to the assessor because you want some coaching and it might be where you've made realized you've made a mistake yourself. So you're being vulnerable by raising this mistake because you want help and feedback on how to improve it. But you have to be able to trust that the assessor then won't take this because perhaps they haven't noticed it yourself and then use it. And you hope this never happens, but use it against you, you know, potentially uh, take your marks down if, if that's the purpose of the assessment to give a mark. To have that trust is is key to have a really positive coaching environment. And it's rare, right? You can't just have trust with a coach straight off the bat. Trust comes from, and this is what I mean, but we could talk about this forever. Trust comes from time and belief and repeated process uh, where trust builds and builds and builds and builds. Jack, you hit the nail on the head there. I mean, too often we think about coaching almost as a robotic process where we go and tick boxes, both as a referee and as a coach, but that trust, that relationship, we need to remember that it all goes back to the fact that we're humans. Mm. Referees are humans, but coaches are humans too. And it's always harder to build a relationship with someone else to mark and evaluate someone else. Mm. Think about school. I mean, we've all, we've all gone through school when you when you get a grade and sometimes you don't feel your grades are fair. Mm. So who's to blame? At the end, you blame the teacher. Same with refereeing. If your mark is not up to what you expected, you would blame the coach. Now, maybe you're right, maybe you're wrong. Maybe on the day the coach, you don't know, they just came to the game from home where something really bad was going on or maybe they just got fired or... Maybe they're just not feeling well. Who knows what's going to happen, which is the same exact concept that applies to a referee. Maybe the referee had a bad game because they've been fighting with their partner. Maybe because things at work have not been going well or they haven't been feeling great. So there's all those things to consider. And I think both referees and coaches uh, can really contribute to that coaching environment and culture with a bit of empathy yeah. for each other. Yeah. Because if you have empathy for a referee, I mean, a coach is an ex-referee, ideally. So you know how it feels to be a referee that just came off a game and maybe it was a hard game. Yeah. A bit of empathy from the coach maybe means, look, let's not just talk about each episode and just analyze them straight after the game, but let's just talk about what you enjoyed and what you didn't. Mm. Because after a game of 90 minutes where you had two red cards and people screaming at you all the time, yeah, you want to know if the coach agrees or not with your decisions, but you also want to relax. Yeah. Yeah, and I wonder a little bit. We'll, we'll touch on that later when we talk about you know the role of the coaching environment yeah. after the game. But so I think we we've defined there what a coaching environment is, Ale. Um, and I think from saying that it, it's probably quite clear why it's important. But you know the, the reasons underpinning the importance of this is is so referees can grow, so referees can learn, so referees can be the best they can be, so referees can enjoy football more. Referees enjoying football more means they'll be better and give better performances, which means the game's going to be better, right? So there's as much as referee coaches might see themselves as someone in the background, but their attitudes and their demeanours and, and the culture they create can be so impactful on a game of football Massive. as a whole. Want to get fitter than you've ever been before this off-season? Or perhaps just in-season, you want to be better prepared for your games? Head to our website at refcoach.org for some fantastic referee-specific training plans. 
They'll get you in the best shape you've ever been. So, Ale, before the game, how can both referees and referee coaches create a really positive coaching environment? Personally, I think a lot of the honest and setting up that the scene for the post-match debrief from the start, from before, sits with the coach and the way they present themselves and approach the referee before the game. There's uh, there's all different personalities, there's all different relationships, but before a game, I feel as a coach, it's very important to understand um, what's a referee's state of mind, what they've been working on in their game, if they're nervous for the game, uh, what's their career like. For example, is this the first game in a, in a higher league after being promoted? It's this the 100th game, because that obviously plays a big part in a referee's performance, because a referee, for example, like Hugh Jack, that you, at your 100th game in the NPL here in Victoria, you are go- no, you're going to know exactly what you're going to be working on for this game. You're not going to have the first game jitters, mm. whilst the referee that had just made the jump, they're not going to think about, oh, I'm going to work on my signaling, I'm going to work on the way I run around the penalty area. They're just going to think about, I don't want to mess this up. Yeah. So it's really important to understand what what referee you are coaching. Uh, and I think that's on the coach. The referee may feel, the referee can help, but sometimes you may feel if you just made the jump, you want to tell the coach and say, look, it's my first game here, so help me. How can how can I do this? I'm nervous. How can I beat the nerves? Mm. Sometimes it's just enough saying, look, you don't worry about it. You can make a mistake and that's fine. Mm. So really, again, going back to that empathy before the match, but also from a coaching perspective, respecting the referee's change room. The referees are there to get ready for the game. And if you're sitting there in the change room making small talk about what you had for dinner last night, maybe you're distracting referees from their job. Yeah. So understanding whether they want you around or not, it's very important. That's the key bit. That, because some referees will really want to spend time with you and it might put them at ease. So understanding and even asking what they want on the day. Absolutely. That, that for me is key out what you just said. Absolutely. And there's nothing wrong with, wrong with asking. As a coach, hey, you know, you rock up an hour, an hour and a half before the game, introduce yourself, uh, good to meet you all, the, the usual um, red carpet ceremonies before the game. And then you can say, look, I'm probably just going to go and wait for the game to begin. Or if you like, I can stay here with you. We can talk about the game. What are you working on? What are your focuses for today? Um, is there any feedback that you've received in the past that you you want to develop and, and build on? Because obviously the history of us of coaches, uh, coaching reports and, and assessments that have happened before can also be a good starting point to have a conversation if it's the first time you see a, a referee to understand what they're working on and what maybe they are interested in, in understanding and improving. So it's all about really being there to support the referee. One of the things that I love the most about coaching is being able to say to the referee, what can I do to support you? I'm here to support you. That's my goal. Tell me what I can do to support you and I'll be there to help you. Mm. And and then goes back to the referee to say, okay, I need this kind of support. Yeah. Um, or even if they don't know, hard. it can be the perspective yeah. of, hey, you've never assessed me or coached me before. Let's use today as a baseline. So just watch it and let's identify some areas for me to work on over the next six weeks. Absolutely. And as a referee, I can totally get that it may be, it may feel vulnerable and almost opening the door to a coach to smashing them after the game. If before the game you say, oh, my positioning has been crap lately. Because you may think, oh, he's going to straight away in Iris for improvement, he's going to 
this coach is going to say that I need to, to move better. But that that's but, a negative coaching environment. If that's exactly. the way it is, that's a negative coaching environment. That's what uh, modern coaching is moving away from, is that exact mindset, exactly. that exact process. Exactly. So it's important to be open and honest and being able to take criticism if mm. it's going to happen. Uh, and remember that, go back to one of our favorite concepts, Jack, it's controlling what you can. Mm. And what you can control is telling a coach what you're working on, what you feel a bit more vulnerable and maybe a little bit lacking of during a game. And that's what you can do. Mm. Go out, do your game. Um, and that's what you can control, really. You can control the reaction on the coach. That's where the other part has to be open to supporting and being there to support a referee. Yeah, 100%. And then post-game. And I think post-game can really vary on a lot of factors. It can vary on the referee, the relationship the coach assessor has with the referee, um, depending on the game. Um, I remember I had a midweek National Cup match a couple of years ago. Um, So obviously you'd work during the day, gone to the game, you've worked the next day and it went, it was a reasonably late kickoff anyway, went to extra time, went to penalties. It was end to end. It was quite intense and um, the assessor, uh, the coach came in after the game and he said, look, you guys did a really good job, but let's not talk about it now. It's late. You need a shower. You want to go home. Um, and that was perfect. He read the room perfectly. It was exactly what we needed. Um, and then we, I spoke to him about it. I think a few days later, we set up a time and, and chatted. And that was a really positive coaching environment, coaching culture, because he recognized what we needed at the time and just delivered that. Yes, sure, that's not the standard procedure for coaching, but it did what we needed at the time. Having said that, absolutely. you know, the flip side of that is is um, a game could have been really tricky. Perhaps the referee made a lot of mistakes, which which can happen, right? You can have really challenging games. One small decision blows up and everything can go south from there. And post-game, sometimes the, the assessor or coach has to almost be somebody to console referees and just support. So, spending much more time with the referee in that situation can be far more beneficial. So a key part of that for coaches with a coaching environment is being able to read the read the situation. But what steps do you go through post-game, Ale, as a coach, aside from obviously reading the situation? Yeah, so I think what you said, it's extremely true and very important. And so reading the room, it's it's not always easy. Um, for me, it's I always take I almost always take ten fifteen minutes before in before going into a room to review the game. Always thinking about how the game went, how made the referee feel. Try to put myself in their shoes mm-hmm. and think how would I feel after this game? If it's a great game, if it was a great game, great performance, whether it was a hard game or not, especially if it was a hard game, it's the best feeling ever because mm-hmm. I just walk into the change room, give a good round of applause, and say, "Well done." great stuff, high fives, everyone. And that's the best feeling for a referee to go, okay, the coach is happy, so I can be happy because I know I'm going to get good feedback. Um, and that, that's the easiest part. When games don't go, don't go as well, though, it's always trying to understand where are we, even how the change room is. If the change room is a teeny tiny hole, it's no point like in just staying on top of each other and having hard conversations where you cannot even be comfortable and just relax a little bit. Um, I like to set it up from before and asking, look, if you if you want after the game, especially if it's a night game, asking the referee, we can do the, the debrief tomorrow 
on another time. It doesn't need to be today. We can just cover the main key decisions. I can give answer your questions if you want, but then we just go home and go and have a feed after the after a shower because that's sometimes all you want to do. So again, it goes back to being open and just asking. Uh, even after the game, just saying, look, do you want to talk now? Do you want to talk into the canteen, into the club's room? Do you want to talk tomorrow? Um, or sometimes just do it, but comes with experience, mm-hmm. same as refereeing. Each, uh, each situation is going to be different and it's almost like putting together the pieces of a puzzle. Mm-hmm. How did the game go? How is the referee? Who is the referee? How is our relationship? What did we discuss before the game? Is there much to discuss after this game? Did the game go well? Did the game did didn't the, did the game go bad? How and when you put together all those pieces of the puzzle, that's where you really need to say, okay, this is how I'm going to approach it. Um, and that's where even for a coach, just doing a quick review after the game and saying, okay, this is what I'm going to do, rather than just going gung ho into a change room and saying, let's just do this. It's quite important. Each situation is very different, just like refereeing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think the final point to just to touch on briefly is is underpinning everything in a coaching culture. The reasons we talk about developing a coaching culture, a positive coaching environment, is that because the number one purpose of, of coaches is to help referees and help people improve and enjoy refereeing more. I think it's as simple as that is what this all boils down to. Absolutely. If a coach doesn't go to a match with the mindset of, I'm here to support these guys, well, then you will never be able to create a coaching environment. Mm. So it all comes back to being able to go to a match with the sole goal of supporting the referees. And you'll be the only person in that stadium probably supporting the referees. And that's totally fine. I take pride in that. (laughs) In today's podcast, we talked about what is a coaching environment, what makes this up, the safe space, trust, openness, vulnerability. We talked about why it's important. And then we delved into the roles of a positive coaching environment and the role a referee and a referee coach plays in this, both before the game and Ali chatted a bit about his experience. And then after the game, I record a few times when... uh, and assessors really used a coaching environment well and read the room, and Outlay delves into that a little bit more. And finally, we underpin why we want to create a positive coaching environment, and that's to help referees and help people improve and enjoy the game more. If you enjoyed this podcast and would like to hear more, hit the subscribe button. For more referee education, join our Facebook group and become a Ref Coach member for free at refcoach.org. If you like the work we do, you can support us by purchasing a Ref Coach whistle to show that you are part of the Ref Coach community when you're out on the pitch. <laughs>